Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Work Rate Podcast. This is our AEW review of Britsburg, is what I'm going to call it. Um, yeah, so this was a this was a fun episode. I'm joined as always yeah. by Brad Hardcastle. Brad, how you doing? I am excellent. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing well. Um, it's funny. Yesterday is one of it was an episode that some people were a little I don't want to say lower on because that seems unfair. But Go, going into it, I even talked about it last week. I was like, "This isn't uh, the stack show that they have been putting out." But this mm-hmm. was like one of my favorite dynamites last night. I thought this was a really good episode. Yeah, I was in a good mood heading into watching AEW, and when I'm in a good mood before, like heading into watching wrestling or into watching AEW, I always have a better time. Like. Mm-hmm. uh like my mood really impacts the shows that I watch, especially wrestling. Like I was, was having a great day. So I was like, okay, here we go. I was rubbing my hands. Mm-hmm. I was ready to go. So even if it, it wasn't, didn't have maybe necessarily the highest highs. I was just by the end of it, it was like, that was great. That was fun. All right. <laughs> Off to <Yeah>. bed. <laughs> yeah. That's how I felt too. I had a great time, but let's, let's talk about the news. It's been a while. Um, or a lot has happened in the past week. I was, uh, I was away uh, or no, this was, it was Friday. So we, we hadn't talked about this. I got out of watching suicide squad, looked at my phone and saw that WWE had released a bunch more people, including some very surprising names. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go down the list. Um, I'll go from bottom to top because, um, the most surprising ones at the top. Um, Air Sterling, that is, if I'm not mistaken, that is Alex Zane. And he is actually, he was a very highly touted prospect when he was signed, I think, just under a year ago. Um, He's very good. um, But again, he's a flippy guy. So I guess flippy guys get fucked now. Um, like yeah, from, according to the new mandates that have come out, they only want six foot three big jack dudes. Yeah, now, nobody so. wants that. Kona Reeves, which is funny because he got released and then got brought back. I don't know what. As far as everyone always just kind of made fun of Kona Reeves. So I don't need, that was like his whole character too. Like he was like he'd call himself the greatest, but he just never won and stuff. It, it was like he was like a comedy act, but yeah, yeah, he's he's been there for a while too, which is. Kind of sucks. Yeah, but. Zechariah. I don't know him. Um, Me either. Uh, I don't know if some of the spelling on some of these is right. Gain Zangier. I think it was Giant Zangier. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. um, Asher Hale. That sucks. I had heard that. I don't really know this guy, but I heard he just he was one of the recent signings, and he had just moved his family to Florida, and then yeah. they. And then they cut him, so that sucks. Mercedes mm-hmm. Martinez, who I'm pretty sure she's out with concussion right now. So yeah, she was she was hurt, and they cut her, let her go. That's which brutal. is crazy because she's such a a veteran. Like she's an asset to any locker room in like just the veteran capacity. You would like, she can help. You would think so they would want talent. her as a coach mm-hmm. at the very yeah. least. That's a weird one to me. Um, mm-hmm. Jake Atlas, that's one that. That one makes me really sad. However, yeah. I'm really happy he's out of there. 
because I know for sure he's going to land on his feet. I've talked about Jake Atlas before. Um, mm-hmm. He is, he's Jungle Boy. I think he's Jungle Boy's best friend. Um, yeah. They were in the uh, the SoCal wrestling scene. Um, he was, he was essentially, for me at least, the star of PWG in 2018, 2019. Yeah, he was, he was, he was probably my top three wrestler outside of the uh, major promotions, and this is before uh, AW existed. So you could say he was one of my top three re- favorite wrestlers at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm yeah. really excited to see him. It was really kind of disingenuous how they handled him because they brought him in. Um, they made such a big deal about having the first openly gay uh, professional wrestler. Well, first of all, that's not correct. And we yeah. know that's not correct. Um, mm-hmm. You had one on Raw for years. Yeah. Um, yeah, they made, I don't know, they're, they're really heavy handed about it. And then yeah, it seems like they brought him in just so they could do Pride Month stuff with him. Well, yeah. And, it's, and putting on my pessimistic hat on. Because AW was becoming the progressive company with their signing of Sunny Kiss, with their signing mm-hmm. of Nyla Rose, um, saying that AW is for everyone, and then they're like, "Oh, you know what? Let's go. Let's go get Jungle Boy's best best friend, mm-hmm. the 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 gay one." Um, <laughs> no, Jake Atlas is amazing. He's an absolute yeah. star. He's one of my favorites, and I yeah, think he's gonna if he doesn't end continue. up in AW, I will be fucking shocked. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be a star wherever he goes, though. But I like you, I'd be shocked if he didn't show up in AEW. Mm-hmm. Then we have uh, Tyler Rust. <laughs> this one's so strange. Tyler Rust wasn't he just added to like their new faction? Yes, he. Yeah, <laughs> Diamond Mine debuted three weeks ago or two weeks ago mm-hmm. or whatever. And one of the members of Diamond Mine is essentially really just a coach. He doesn't really wrestle, mm-hmm. so they have two active wrestlers in Diamond Mine. Yeah, and then uh, a mouthpiece and a coach, so mm-hmm. that's dead in the water. Um, Leon Ruff, who some people liked him, I never actually watched him, but uh, I saw him on a couple of all shows, and he had the best um, rebound lariat I've ever seen. You know, where they like bounce off the ropes. He would do it like, yeah, like it was insane, and yeah. With the new mandate, because he's a really small wrestler. Yeah, so he's a tiny there's dude. There's no way he was surviving whenever they were. And he won like the the North American title in NXT, like his first night Did and he? stuff. Like so they oh, obviously saw something in him, but then yeah. they just let him go. <laughs> Very strange. Then uh mm-hmm. Desmond Troy. I don't know him, so I can't comment can't comment on that one. Bobby Fish is an interesting one. He's a little older, so that's not the most surprising thing in the world. He does get in injured a fair bit. He's injury prone, but like Mercedes Martinez, he's a veteran. Like you could use him in a backstage role and have him coach younger wrestlers and stuff. That's like weird. That. Like you do need some veterans to help coach the young guys. It's, you can't mm-hmm. just have young guys facing young guys all the time. And he's super tight with all the undisputed era guys. Like that can't be. That's got to kind of make them upset too. Like he's friends with all them. And stuff. Yeah, like think Billy Gunn on AEW Dark. Mm-hmm. Like he's on Dark every week. And that's why his record is like thirty-five and zero yeah. <laughs> in AEW. He's, and then you have Bronson Reed. This one makes no sense at all, man. What? How do you let that guy go? How do you let that guy go? What? 
Like mm-hmm. he's the most like early nineties WWE guy. Yeah. In he's WWE. Bam Bam Bigelow reincarnated. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a more athletic earthquake or like a mm-hmm. more like it's very strange. I don't know. That it made no sense. It is it was weird. It's like uh it's as if because he went out and he did the main event tryout along mm-hmm. with um what's his nuts who got buried? Um Carrying Carrying Cross. Cross. Um like And then he lost the North American title, so everyone thought he was getting called up. Yeah. But. So Vince said oh, okay, bring them up. Let me see your biggest guys that you got. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they showed them to him. He's like, Okay, no. Mm-hmm. And then you're buried, you're gone. He's like, what mm-hmm. the f- what? Yeah. Like, are you kidding? So And he posted a video on his Twitter that made me sad because you know he's from Australia and him talked about him and his wife just moved to the States and stuff. And now like what does he do about his visa and stuff? The like the, the Australian visa situation is fucked up. Uh, mm-hmm. why they keep cutting the Australian wrestlers is beyond me. Like uh like you need to have a little foresight there because you're fucking these people over mm-hmm. like a uh, buddy. I mean, we're going to talk about these guys, but um, buddy Murphy talked about once his uh, 90 days is up, he's not sure if he's going to be able to wrestle because he's been trying to get his visa situation handled. The Iconics were in the same situation. They, I think they may be done now. I think their 90 days might be up, but they haven't been able to wrestle anywhere because they can't. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to happen to Bronson Reed as well. Like they're, I don't know why they're doing this to these guys. It's like, yeah. there's got to be, I don't know, maybe like let them try and, I don't know if you can do anything about Visa before you leave your previous employer, but. You would think AEW could help some of these people, and I think they will. And yeah. I'm going to segue off of this into Buddy Murphy appears to be heading to AEW. Um, he posted a video um, which took place in kayfabe in the same uh, penitentiary or the same insane asylum that Malachi Black was in. And mm-hmm. oh, I can't remember his name. The uh, the guy that did a lot of the music, the rapping, uh, Jeremiah yeah. Jarrus something. Ah, uh, starts. I can't remember. It's, yeah, no, I can't. He he's a guy that blink. that does. Um, oh my god, I can't remember this guy's name either. The the chairman's um music in AEW. Sean Spears. Sean Spears, the guy that does that that's on his song is that guy. Um. Anyways, he played one of the doctors in Malachi Black's video, and he reprised that same role in Buddy Murphy's video. And essentially, a photographer comes in. He wants to see Buddy Murphy. He sees him. He's in. He's in isolation. He's taking photos of him. And the guy said, "And he is so large now. So he's big. put on so much muscle. <laughs> Absolutely." And. Uh, the guy, the doctor asks him, so you came all this way just to take photos? He's like, oh, I came here to take photos, but I also came here to take him with me. I'm getting him out of here. Um, he's been here for, he's been here for, I think he said six years plus 90 days. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so 
by all accounts, just based off of the continuity, he's going to AW. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, you have to think that at this point. I mean, he could potentially go to Impact. However, I don't think that they would uh, shoot these. I don't think they would have this as a shared universe mm-hmm. in their videos, had they not. And with Malachi Black having referenced him, they also referenced the, the devil, which ha- I think they're probably just referring to Malachi Black. But yeah, um, some people were saying like, oh, that could be um, Bray Wyatt. But I think this was filmed before. Bray was released. Yeah, it had to have been filmed before Bray was released to edit it and everything. But anyway, so that that's fun. And then there was another tweet, which was Bronson Reed just last night. I think it was during Dynamite or after Dynamite. It was at the very end of Dynamite. At the very end of Dynamite. He tweeted, um, I can't remember, just a bunch of different words, but the, the first letter of each word said, uh, give me Miro. Mm-hmm. So it looks like he's going to AW. Or wants to, yeah. if they'll take him, and I would assume they would because it's Bronson fucking Reed. Yeah. At a certain point, they're going to have to say no to somebody. Um, my, I suspect that the first person they will say no to is Bray Wyatt. Um, and like unless he fits into a very specific role that they had in mind, I don't necessarily yeah. see his type of creativity working there. Yeah, I was going to say, the way his character and stuff is, unless he went back to, like, the cult leader Bray Wyatt, but I think he's kind of overdoing that. Like, the Hawaiian shirt, southern preacher type guy. I don't think he wants to do that anymore, though. Mm-hmm. But that's my favorite Bray Wyatt, so if he went back to that, that'd be cool. But <laughs> Yeah, if he could do something grounded, I've heard some people say they would like him as the leader of the Dark Order, like, coming in and not, not taking over as, not re- taking that role, but, like, uh, coming in almost as like Brody Lee's old friend kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a little bit of room there to do something with that if they wanted to yeah, now. Because they were real life like best friends. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would tend to shy away from that because I don't think that you should be replacing Brody Lee in any shape or form. Yeah. But if there was ever anyone to do it, it would be him. Mm-hmm. Okay, then... We have, um, there was PWI, I believe, Pro Wrestling Insider, I believe is is what it is, yeah. or Illustrated. I think Pro Wrestling Illustrated doesn't exist, but maybe, maybe it does. I don't know. Um, let's just call it PWI has said, and a few other places are reporting that Hangman is off TV because he had a a planned absence from the company for the birth of his child um which is which is upcoming that this was always planned and some people are speculating oh that might be why he was pulled from all out not pulled from all out but why his match isn't happening now it's also very likely that it has to do with cm punk and potentially daniel bryan as well Mm -hmm. um maybe it's just sort of a perfect storm like okay, you were going to take time off anyways. And yeah. this is happening now, so let's pivot. He could still get back in there. But we'll see. Um, apparently that's why he was away from Dynamite this week. That makes sense. So there's a little... Maybe that's why. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Obviously it is speculation. 
Okay, yeah. so let's talk about this episode. This was Britsburg. I talked about what I thought about it already, so let's get right into the first the first segment. And this was MJF with Wardlow. And they're talking in the back. MJF is holding an apple. And as we know, if you're holding and chewing an apple, you're evil mm-hmm. in wrestling. <laughs> that is just the rules of it. Um, Which is funny because apples are so delicious. Yeah, he's menacingly eating this apple. Um, and he's talking about how the trials of Jericho have been such great TV. But Jericho, he's starting to feel bad. Or MJF, he's starting to feel bad for Jericho. He's like, it's like, ah, oh, he's, it's like, I really think now is now is the time to end it. Wardlow, I want him to end his suffering, and like that. That's why I've tapped the War Dog. He says, he says, I absolutely, I don't think you can get past him. He's an, he's the fastest, strongest, most charismatic big man, in, in the industry. And then Wardlow behind him says, oh, I'll most definitely beat him. And he says, you better, because remember what happened when you were in a cage with Cody. Yeah. And then he takes a bite and puts the apple in his hand and storms off. And Wardlow just crushes the apple in his hand and stares at him. And I was like, oh, okay. It's like that turn or the face turn for Wardlow may be coming sooner than we think. Yeah. But you never know. And... um so then that obviously had me thinking, how is this match going to end tonight? Is it good? And I had a theory, which I thought was a cool theory. They didn't do it, which is fine, which was that Wardlow or that MJF, obviously, in my mind, he wants to face Chris Jericho so he can beat him, but he wants him to get <laughs> worn down. So like just before um, Wardlow was going to beat Chris Jericho and he's a bloody mess he throws in the towel and then Wardlow would get mm-hmm. pissed off and be like yeah why are you having me lose this match and he's like I didn't yeah. want you to beat him I just want you to weaken him for me type mm-hmm. of situation but they didn't do that and we will get into that later yeah okay so now into and this this is interesting because they rarely start a dynamite with talking yeah that's what I was gonna say this is kind of weird because they, they did a promo and then they ran down the card. I was like, this is this is odd. <laughs> I liked it. I wonder if they're trying to set something up, like on the stage still or something. Yeah, it's, it's possible. It was, it was interesting, though. Yeah, so this and the match that we got to open the show is a match that I only found out was happening the day before. I didn't <laughs> know it was happening. Or even the day of. I did not know this match was announced. And this was the Bucks and Kenny versus the Seidels and Dante Martin. And at first it's like, Huh, that's a weird match. But then everyone's just like, ah, you know what? I think this is Dante Martin's time to shine. Because everyone was talking about the fantastic match that they had against like, that he had against the Lucha Brothers. So it was like, okay, you know what? There's there's something there. And that was uh, I guess on dark. Hmm. So yeah, Dante Martin blew up Twitter last night. Yeah, he did. He just did. He blew my brain up last night, too. This was an amazing performance by him. Yeah, this was a star-making performance. And we've seen these star-making performances from him before. Like, when he did that, like, crazy friggin', like, jump and dive with the sunset at Daly's Place. Yeah. And I think that was against Matt Seidel. Yeah, that sunset flip was the craziest sunset flip I've ever seen. That essentially formed this team 
mm-hmm. I guess. The, he earned the respect. Yeah, so Kenny and the Bucks construct. I feel they constructed a match just completely to get Dante Martin over. Mm-hmm. Um, they had like Martin was out there doing the craziest things you've ever seen, blowing minds, and he did this one spot that I've seen a lot of wrestlers on Twitter talk about how. What this this is just an incredibly, incredibly difficult move to do. And when they say that, when the wrestlers are saying that, then I start paying attention. And this is mm-hmm. where he he jumps with no hands onto the top rope, then jumps off to the ground and does the hurricane does the hurricane runner where he catches the guy in the air. And he did that to Kenny of all people. And yeah. he's done it on Dark Before against Ricky Shane Page, of all people, as well from uh gcw fame mm-hmm. um yeah like there's all kinds of ways that can go wrong yeah <laughs> like yeah you need some expert aim to mm-hmm. to catch kenny has to catch him really well as well it's really hard um the sidels of course were no slouches in this match um matt sidel in particular had a breathtaking sequence where it was a hot tag where it just looked like a fight scene from a marvel movie Mm -hmm. he was going wild where he did that uh i don't even know kind of it was like a stalling suplex into the float over into the arm bar that was all crazy yeah and there's like there's like jumping heel hooks and pele kicks and like Mm -hmm. twisting what's a fucks like it was it was wild i was like what Mm -hmm. the hell am i watching but the, yeah, the crowd was going nuts during this match too, which was awesome. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, the crowd was. Dante got the hot tag near the end, and the crowd exploded, and I was mm-hmm. so happy for him because he's still fairly unknown. Like we don't know how he would, how the crowds would react to him because they we haven't seen that. And he got mm-hmm. the hot tag, and the crowd exploded before he even did anything. And he yeah. went in there and just went mono a mono with Kenny Omega and mm-hmm. I was like this is this is fucking amazing and obviously uh real recognized real because they they set up Dante to lose by hitting him with a combination V trigger and BTE trigger yeah like the bucks made it their um profile pick too oh that's amazing on twitter <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, which is cool because Kenny did go for the one-winged angel at one point and Dante got out of it. So he's like, I can't beat this kid with a one-winged angel. I I just Mm -hmm. can't hit him with it. He's too slimy and too slippery. So I was like, fine, let's turn his head concave. Mm -hmm. And they just caved his head in and it was amazing. And it was like, okay, we, we can't have this kid embarrass us. So we yeah. we need to just remove his head, and it was amazing. And when you think ten year, five to ten years down the line, he's going to be one of the major stars of the company. Yeah, he's only twenty, which is insane. And his brother's amazing too, but he's still on the yeah. sidelines. Mm-hmm. So when they come, yeah, his back, brother's been tweeting about him a lot too, which is cool to see. Talking him up on Twitter and stuff, which is awesome. But yeah, when he comes back, they're going to be like the premier tag team. In AEW. Yep, they'll they'll be there. They'll be uh mm-hmm. they're gonna hold I'm gonna say that they'll hold a belt in the within the year. Mm-hmm. 
I think. Um, yeah. Which is even crazy to say because we probably would have said that about the Lucha Bros, about Santana Ortiz, about like all these different teams. Yeah, I think my guess is once this uh, Super Elite storyline wraps up, we'll start seeing more other diverse action in the tag team division going. I would like to see some, maybe, I don't, don't want to say, I don't want them, obviously, I don't want them to hot potato the tag belts, but mm-hmm. maybe a little quicker between yeah. uh, between title reigns. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so then we have the, uh, we have the elite celebrating in the ring, and and Christian's music hits, and he comes out, and Don's like, okay, man, like, you're out, man. They called him a Stanford stooge. Yeah, like, okay, Stanford stooge. I don't know if you can do math here, but you're out, man, 10 to 1, which is funny, because they're not 10 people. Yeah, he's been messing up his math, because on commentary, he said, uh, he's like, I make this a six-man tag, because I'm worth four people. They're like, well, there's three of us. Yeah, six-man. He's like, that's seven. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's a bit, but it's funny. Um, and then Christian says, like, he's like, oh, really? And then Tarzan Boy hits. Out comes Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, which is cool. And then Christian uh, calls Don a carny piece of shit and then says, oh, you know what? I'm in Pittsburgh. You're a carny jagoff. And that mm-hmm. gets a and the whole cra- major pop. The whole crowd starts hitting jagoff, which is amazing. <laughs> and then Christian mentions that. Uh, Tony has granted him the title match all out, and the crowd actually was not on board with this. Yeah, they started chanting CM Punk. It was very, me- and then and then they started chanting yes, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, oh man, damn it! <laughs> it's like poor Christian. I was like, this. That's why they. I've been saying they can't wait to debut CM Punk at All Out. They're going to have to do it earlier, which it's, I think they're doing. Week. But mm-hmm. it's next week it, for sure. Because the crowd's just going to get crazier, especially with them going to Chicago. The crowd's just going to get crazier they'll, and crazier. They'll burn down the building. They'll never be able to come back to that building again mm-hmm. if he doesn't come out there. Um, yeah, however, he got the crowd back on his side by then announcing that, you know what, I all I didn't just talk to Tony. I also talked to, uh, to Damore of Impact Wrestling, and he has he's given me a title match against the Impact title. And that's going to be on Friday, which is mm-hmm. uh, which is tomorrow. Um, yeah, opening the show too. They had said, and the crowd actually went apeshit when this mm-hmm. happened. They went crazy. So he got the crowd back. So they they were excited. It's funny they're excited about that, but not about the AEW title yeah. because of I guess Hangman. Hangman, yeah, I think that's what the people want. But if he's going home to be a family man for a little bit, then by all means, he has the right to. But uh, I hope since he's going for the Impact title, he calls himself Instant Classic just, just one last time because that's what he called himself in Impact mm-hmm. when he was the champ there. Yeah, that's uh, that's my hope. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll win. I think because they're going to save the triumphant taking of the Impact title off of Kenny, probably for an impact, actual Impact guy. Here's the thing, though. Um, also this weekend... Is Triple Mania. It's Triple Mania, which mm-hmm. is Andrade versus Kenny. Mm-hmm. So he could lose to Christian and then lose to Andrade and then start having a meltdown. And then eventually Hangman comes in and takes the belt. 
That's true. Dang. So Kenny's going to have to wrestle Friday in Pittsburgh and then go down to Mexico. <laughs> and then come back on Wednesday, probably. And No, mm-hmm. I mean, he'll be there on Wednesday, but he won't be doing anything. Yeah. But yeah, dang. This, re- this weekend, when we get to the end, this weekend of wrestling is crazy. But then they kept, they kept, um, after that they leave the ring and the music's playing and then Jungle Boy says, hold on, stop the music. And uh, he said, we talked to uh, Tony Khan too and next week we get a tag team title shot against the Young Bucks and they all start getting pissed and stuff and then uh, the Jungle Boy's theme keeps playing again and uh, the crowd's going, whoa, 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 whoa. And the kitty goes, hold on, hold on. Are you guys saying, oh, 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 or no, oh, 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 And then the crowd, <laughs> he's like, we're out of here. Uh, the, laughed so the, damn hard at that part. The zoom they did on Kenny's face when he said <laughs> yeah. that was, was really good. So mm-hmm. uh, you talked about the Jurassic Express title shot too, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so I'm really excited about that. That's on Wednesday next week, so that's... Yeah, next week in Houston. So that'll which, be good. Um, I don't think they're going to win, but still fun. I don't think they're going to win because I'll say what I think is going to happen when we get to a segment later. But. Okay, sure. Okay, so yeah, then uh, the next segment we have, we have Malachi Black. He's in his dark room. It's all monochromatic, so it's black and white, which is really cool. Called his deer skull, the sweet mask. Absolutely. He asks, uh, he, he asks, Am I am I really the bad guy? He senses that uh, people aren't really sure if he's the good mm-hmm. guy or the bad guy in this position. Um, he says, I'm somebody in this company who makes good on my promises. I promised that the match with Cody was going to be swift, short, and violent, and it was. Uh, he lifts Cody's boot up in the air. He still got it, which I love. And he says, uh, Cody appears to have one foot in the grave. I'll let him get back in contact with me so I can uh so I can like have the second one meet up with this one, which is pretty cool. Um <laughs> he says that Cody felt alone and he tried to surround himself with yes with yes men. And uh he says that he's he himself is comfortable feeling alone. The rest of the company, not so much. He's like <laughs> When they uh, when they face him, he's going to make them feel utterly alone as well. And he said, soon they'll realize that they're dealing with a god. So yeah. that's awesome. So sick. So awesome. He's got to write his own promos, right? I uh, I think he he writes it and then he shows it to uh, Tony, and Tony may edit mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, he has said that. Uh, Somebody mentioned, I believe it was on What Culture, said that in an interview, he somebody asked, what's the difference between Tony and Vince? And he said, uh, Tony is really gracious. He, he lets you do your own thing, but he's also really blunt. So if he doesn't mm-hmm. like something, he's going to tell you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's cool. I'm excited. I saw this thing on, on Twitter because he had Cody's boot and then somebody said... Uh, he needs to go back to PWG and find the fan for the one time Cody was in PWG mm-hmm. during the, the Battle of Los Angeles. He threw his boots in the crowd, and one fan had the boot, and he's like, Malachi Black needs to go find that guy. <laughs> and so he has two of Cody's boots. 
That's good. That's funny. <laughs> oh yeah, Malachi Black showed up in PWG. That was cool. Yeah. And uh joined forces with his friend um Brody King, which is nice yeah. because them being in the two companies that they're in, they're not really in the shared universe right now. So that's a good mm-hmm. way for them to interact with yeah. each other. And in PWG, he's Tommy End. He's not Malachi Black. It's oh, Tommy that's End. cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next segment we had uh, Miro. And Miro says that, uh, <laughs> he says, I'm a hot and humble man. And uh, I live to I live to serve God and to please my perfect wife over and over. <laughs> he said the Miro promos are quickly becoming like a major highlight every week for me. Oh my god, They're so good. absolutely. He said uh, he he said he said after I beat the shit out of uh, out of Lee Johnson, I forgave him, and then he said uh, the next opponent will be granted. The next opponent will be granted an AW contract if he's able to defeat me. So poor Fuego del Sol is uh, mm-hmm. is getting this shot, and on Friday we're going to witness the third death of Fuego del Sol. Yeah, they should start doing that. The fourth death of Fuego del Sol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a weird, bizarre twelfth day of Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> On the twelfth death of Fuego, my true love. Yeah. Um, Power bomb through a table. <laughs> <laughs> Braun. Yeah. Braun Strowman. I don't want Braun Strowman, but that's what, yeah, that's either. the thing that to- popped into my mind. You mm-hmm. get to go one on one with the Undertaker player. Yeah. Okay, so then we have. Daniel Garcia versus Darby Allen, and I fucking love this. As I say, I know you you love this match. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Daniel Garcia guy. Um, yeah, so Garcia he comes out with his own new rad entrance music. Um, he was accompanied by 2.0, which I fucking love. Yeah, I love that he's super serious, and then there's 2.0. It's yeah, like a cool it's dynamic. A, yeah, it's. He's the straight man to a comedy duo, and it's mm-hmm. so funny. Um, they showed uh, they showed the promo video of Garcia challenging Darby, and then 2.0 told Sting not to get involved, um, <laughs> which is it's just amazing because 2.0 were insignificant comedy jobbers in the very basement of WWE. And now they're feuding with Sting to massive yeah. pops. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> in like in like three weeks too, because they weren't released from NXT too long ago. And it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. So before the match, and this is something a few people have mentioned this, but I caught it, and it's so good. I have to mention it again. Um, Excalibur started the match doing something amazing. He brought up the fact that Garcia has wrestled in the in the past week six times across the independent scene. Mm-hmm. Like he had six matches this week, including a 60-minute draw with Wheeler Yuta over yeah. the past weekend, which I watched. It's amazing. I highly recommend people watch it. It was on the IWTV 100 episode. It's the main event. It's very good. Um, if you liked any of their matches, you'll love this one. Um yeah, so what that does is it not only protects Garcia from a loss, which he's undoubtedly going to take, 
but it shows a a huge level of respect to the indies that has never really been shown on a national on a nationally televised wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Like what happens on the indies is in the shared universe. It's in kayfabe. Yeah, which is it's cool. It's nice. Like it's uh it's a shared universe. Like these it's it, it's all happening and I I love mm-hmm. that. It's really cool. Yeah. And I don't know if it was here or at the end when Excalibur said if uh, Darby keeps picking up wins, he's going to be best in the world. Oh, so. I didn't notice that. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so they are doing that. Mm-hmm. They are doing that, which is cool. Um, and that uh, that's that must just be a hand-picked opponent by CM Punk. Mm-hmm. He's already talked about how much he loves Darby, so that's cool. Yeah, they, they got that, you know, kind of edgy punk rock tattoo dude vibe going, so it, it works. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, so this match... It was a slower pace than um, than most people would be used to, especially from a Darby match. Um, mm-hmm. And this is due to Garcia's technical style. I don't know if the live crowd, the live crowd, the live crowd <laughs> quite appreciated Garcia's technical prowess, but I sure did. And to me, it sounded like towards the end of the match, the crowd was they really were starting to get into, into it. it more so. Mm-hmm. Boos and cheers for. Uh, Cheers for Darby and booze for Garcia, but yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. it's tough to be the heel and be doing that stuff because then, <laughs> like, if the pe- yeah, because like you see him do all these cool, crazy counters and the stretches and stuff, and you want to clap, you're like, oh, that's awesome, but like, <laughs> but you're like oh shit, no, he's the heel, um, man, yeah, they- with Brian Danielson coming in, sorry, I'm just thinking now, him versus Garcia, oh my god, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I when I looked on the internet, I think the internet the internet agreed with me. They were uh, they were really high on Garcia online, mm-hmm. so that's good to see. Um, one thing that uh, that I loved was Darby getting absolutely out wrestled by Garcia, and two point just being the the professional the wrestling entertainment distraction on the outside. Yeah, was that, yeah. so it was it was really serious and just like a fucking death battle for Darby on the inside but if he tried to get to the outside he was <laughs> he had the the goofballs on the outside to yeah, distract like, him and to like cheap shot him and yeah it's like Garcia's like the super serious mob boss and then his two sidekicks are just goons it's great and Sting was com- Sting was just one old man and he couldn't he couldn't corral those guys on the outside he'd run after one guy mm-hmm. and then the other guy would interfere on the other yeah. side of the ring so i thought it was a really cool uh dynamic i I described them as being like jackals on the outside, like mm-hmm. hyenas, just like yeah. nipping at Darby's heels. Um, mm-hmm. A highlight for me was, uh, well, the highlight was it had to be Darby going for the coffin drop and Garcia catching him midair with a with a body scissors and choke. Yeah, that was like sick. out of the air, that which was awesome. amazing. And like Garcia controlled 90% of this match. He was stretching Darby out and I loved it. And like you said, I couldn't help but be reminded of Danielson yeah, throughout see, this match. I didn't even see that. It, I didn't even see that in our notes, and I said it. So we're on the same page. Absolutely, <laughs> like especially when he was holding Darby's wrist and stomping on his shoulder and head. Mm-hmm. It's like that's fucking Danielson, man. Yeah, the Danielson stomps. Or I think there was some point where he had him in the ropes, and Darby got to the ropes, but he kept the hold on for. A little bit of count, which is a Danielson. Mm-hmm. I have till five tactic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Like I would imagine that uh especially with NXT passing on a bunch of these guys, um, it's been reported that uh NX the NXT passed on Wheeler Yuta and a lot of mm-hmm. this this was by Sean Ross Saf, he said this. He said that a lot of the uh the people that heard about like he came in for his tryout they passed on him and they were all like what the fuck are you doing like if Mm -hmm. you're passing on wheeler yuda like what are we doing here and then all these Mm -hmm. people start getting released so now guys like garcia and moriarty and yuda they're not going to nxt they're not going to wwe where are they going to go they're just going to all fall into aw's lap you know what they should do? I'm thinking about this while you're talking about it. All those guys you just named, and other super technical guys in AEW that I can't think of. Daniel or Brian Danielson should just start like a a stable of just shooters, and they just come in and just beat the shit. Kind of like their version of a a Suzuki goon or something. Well, yeah, or sort of, sort of what they were doing with uh, um, Daniel Bryan and um, what's his name, Drew Gulak in uh wwe at one point like mm-hmm. they were like the trainers or they were training each other mm-hmm. like that type of thing and you can't do it with all of them because wheeler you is now associated with uh with best friends but you have to think that all of these guys uh wrestling with and training with danielson it becomes very very appealing mm-hmm. so once you get punk and danielson like Nobody's going to want to go to, I mean, I shouldn't say that, but a lot of people are going to look and be like, well, hold on, Punk and Danielson, those are my heroes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go work there with them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, that's just crazy. And then after the match, 2.0 attacked Darby, and then Sting came to their defense, completely laying out 2.0. And after the match, it's announced that Darby and Sting are taking on 2.0 next week. And yeah, I that's could, so awesome. I couldn't be more excited. That, <laughs> I loved... Uh, oh, go ahead, sorry. No, 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 go. Oh, I was just going to say, that I loved at the end when Sting... I forget which guy in 2.0 it was. He suplexed him, and he just kind of like slithered off the side of the stage after he got suplexed on the ramp. It was hilarious. <laughs> uh, apparently, they were on BTE this week, too. So, Oh, nice. Oh, man, yeah. They got to be getting signed well, soon. Then. That, that's how they got over with me. I hadn't watched a match before, but I started seeing them online on their YouTube mm-hmm. shows and on their skits. And they're so funny. They got they won me over with their personality. Their mm-hmm. their wrestling ability is just the cherry on top for me. Yeah, yeah. They're really funny, entertaining dudes, big, strong characters that AEW, could, they could do so much with them. And it seems like they like them because they're having them wrestle Sting. I think, is this... Has Sting wrestled on Dynamite yet? No. Yeah. His first, Sting's first Dynamite match. His first, his first match on TNT in 20 years yeah. is against 2.0. Yep. It's it's amazing. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. It's a dream come true, honestly. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm so excited about this. Yeah, so let's move on to Death Triangle. So we have... Ray Phoenix and Penta looking amazing here. And uh, what I find so funny is you have the two luchas in their masks in street clothes. And then you have the guy with no mask and he's in full gear. Oh, yeah. Pacnet is always in his gear. I so want them to do vignettes of them and the Lucha Bros like grocery shopping and Pox just in his gear. And (laughs) fucking Penta's wearing Armani Exchange. 
but with yeah, his mask and, like, and makeup. It's so funny. Yeah. And like uh Phoenix is just like tripped out looking like the biggest TikTok celebrity, but just with his Ray Phoenix mask on. <laughs> so <laughs> Phoenix and Penta, they're showing their frustration with the antics of Andrade and how he's messing with them in their travel bookings. But before Alex Eberhantis can start translating, Pac interrupts and says, you know what? Let me handle Andrade. Like yeah. you, you guys need answered to answer in Spanish too. So he knows how to speak Spanish now, which is cool. Yeah. He said, you guys, you guys focus on the tag titles. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pac says he, he doesn't know Andrade, but he doesn't like him and he's obsessed with them. So if he, if he wants their attention, he, if he wants to have a go at it, come on, let, let, let's do this thing. Um, really fucking excited. It's then, uh, actually, you know what? Let's get into the Andrade stuff now. Um, Andrade does his, uh, Andrade. Andrade does his, um, Andre the Idol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andre the Idol. Yeah. He, uh, he says, like, uh, Pac, why are you being so disrespectful? Why, why aren't you saying thankful for everything that we've done? Um, he says, uh, he says, like, I am the boss. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to teach you that I am the boss. So mm-hmm. I accept your challenge. We are going to do this at all out. <sighs> Thank the heavens. Yeah, that match is going to be amazing. That's going to be amazing. I cannot wait for it. And uh, when I brought up the tag team stuff, I think the Andrade is going to get the Lucha Bros a tag match at All Out and then somehow try to help them win the tag titles. And so he could be like, look, I get you tag titles. Mm-hmm. Pac doesn't. No, it's going to be good, man. It's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Um, yeah, I, I, I need... These guys have to get tag titles at some point. They have to. Mm-hmm. They have to. And then I, I want to see them versus Santana Ortiz. I yep. think that'd be That's what I was going to say next. That'd be their next their feud would be them against Santana Ortiz because the last time I really watched Impact, they were when they were LAX is LAX versus the Lucha Bros mm-hmm. and their matches were insane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, insane. Mm-hmm. Very cool, very cool. Yes, I, I I've seen that. Mm-hmm. I've seen that on PWG. It was good. Yeah. It was excellent. Okay. So next we have uh, Orange Cassidy, Chucky e. T, and Wheeler Yuta versus the HFO. I honestly couldn't care in the slightest about the HFO, which is unfair. the only thing I like really like about the HFO is and Helico just dancing to the ring. Like that's all I care about. They just look like the one thing I do. Like, yeah, their whole group walking out to the ring is funny as hell. Because like because it's, it's like, such a hodgepodge. It's like, what what the fuck am I looking at here? Yeah, it's like no one makes sense. It's like school just got let out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like ran, it's, it's like, like oh there's the jocks there's the ravers there's the yeah it's like uh in science class like the teacher picked your group and that's the group the teacher picked and it's like the weird the weird kid the partier someone just the... selected random when they were selecting their team and like a video mm-hmm. game and this is what they yeah. got it's fucking yeah. so strange <laughs> but i don't know i I do enjoy the best friends though, and it's always nice to see Chucky e. T work. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Chucky e. T got cheered in this match, which was nice. He got he got a Chucky e. T. Chance. He got Chucky e. T. Chance. That was amazing. Um, the beginning of the match was had 
probably the best part of the match, which was uh, Orange Cassidy went to do the hands in pockets routine with Matt Hardy. But every time mm-hmm. he went to uh, put his hands down from above, uh, Matt Hardy would do the delete swipe with his hand yeah. and knock his hands away. And they kept doing that back and forth. So then he mm-hmm. grabbed uh, Matt Hardy's delete hand and put that in his pocket. That was funny as hell. I liked that. Yeah. And my favorite wrestling part of the match was Chucky e. T got a got a hot tag and he just started power bombing people. <laughs> <laughs> like he was like he was a much larger man. It was really mm-hmm. funny. Um one of them was a literally a 720 spinning power like spinning yeah, liger bomb. That was awesome. The spinning liger bomb. That was super cool. Like it's like he did it all with such a look of glee on his face. Like Chucky T's deceptively big too. Like he looked bigger than pretty much everyone in his match besides Matt Hardy. He is big. He is a big dude. Mm-hmm. It's but he he just he doesn't look big. Yeah, but he is big. It's it's one of those weird things where uh, some people look small and they're not, and then vice. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, Nyla Rose at one point made her presence felt. She ran down and assaulted. Mm-hmm. Chris Statlander, um, and they had a match later on the show. This is the second week in a row that they've done this. So yeah. it's like it's kind of cool, but please don't keep doing it. Don't do it every week. Yeah, it won't. it's it's kind of it it's kind of a cheap thing cool. to do. Mm-hmm. Like it's cool to do it one time. If you heard that, that was my dog coming downstairs. <laughs> um, yes, hi, buddy. Go to bed. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I mean, it was. It was cool. In the end, uh, Yuta ate the pin after taking a twist of fate, which is fine because it doesn't hurt Yuta at all. He's young. Yeah. So, of course, he's taken that pin. Um, okay, then Andrade Chavo, we already got that. Okay, then Santana Ortiz. This, this is a weird one because this is a really good promo that doesn't make any sense. Okay, so... Santana and Ortiz, uh, they say that FTR took their ball and they went home after they saw a little bit of blood. He said, "What we would have done if we cut our if we cut our arm, we would have bandaged ourselves up and we would have kept coming." And like this sounds really awesome. This is really badass. If this is actually what happened, but what <laughs> happened was uh, Cash cut his arm open and then Dax beat you. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't uh take their ball and go home. He hit you with a brain buster and that was the end of the mm-hmm. match. So I understand that they're trying to like retcon it sort of and like turn like take chicken shit and make it into chicken salad. Mm-hmm. But don't lie. <laughs> like you're lying yeah. right now. That's not what happened. We all have eyes. Mm-hmm. Like uh, and they showed Dax's arm again or Cash's arm again. I was like, Ugh, quit showing it. Like I don't know. like I'm not too hung up on this, but like as I'm watching it, I'm, I'm like, that it's not what happened. It's mm-hmm. weird. I feel like you can write it a different way. Like obviously, he got cut. You guys had to r- go home. It is what it is. Like no fault mm-hmm. to anybody. But it's like, well, don't tell me they like like forfeited the match because they didn't. They won, mm-hmm. so now yeah. it kind of makes you look silly. Any, I don't know. It's just like I feel like you could have come up with a different 
something different to be mad at here. Yeah, you could have said something like, you, now you're ducking us. Yeah. Like, this match happened, and now you're ducking us. Like, we haven't seen you. Where are you at? Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Like, you can... Uh, there's there's got to be some other way to write around it other than to say something that blatantly did not happen because mm-hmm. it, it stuck out to me and I'm sure I'm not the only one. Um, okay. Then we had Nyla Rose versus Chris Statlander. And I love that the best friends came out for this match accompanying Statlander and they were still nursing their wounds from mm-hmm. their loss, which was awesome. Like they were all yeah. like, uh, they all, they're all beat up and they had towels and their heads were down and they were holding their ribs. And I was like, that's not done enough in wrestling when you see guys again later. Oftentimes mm-hmm. you don't see guys again later. So that's part of yeah. it. But like, I just like that attention to detail because it was literally the last match we saw was them. Yeah. So it was, it was kind yeah, of fun it makes to, sense. to see them come back out yeah. again so soon. Um, the match itself was just. I loved it. It was just an awesome sprint. Like I wouldn't call it a yeah. squash because they both got in offense, but it was like four minutes. Yeah, and this match had one of the gnarliest looking spears I've seen in a long time. It was so cool in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Nyla starts off this match with a big pounce, which is a great move for her. She yeah, needs to use that pounce, man. That was awesome. You don't normally see pounce from women, so that I loved mm-hmm. seeing that. Um, Statlander hit her big uh, pendulum moonsault on the outside. Then Nyla hit her with a choke slam and then tried to do her diving, her like attempted diving knee onto the draped op- opponent, but Statlander did her handstand out of it. And then she's showing off with her handstand, and Nyla Rose just spears her out of that handstand. And, yeah, speared the crap out of her. It was awesome. And she, fucking Statlander damn near landed straight on top of her head. It was so mm-hmm. cool. Um, and then uh, Nyla tried to go up to the top rope for, I assume, an avalanche uh, suplex because she does that. And mm-hmm. um, But we got a Statlander escape between her legs, hit her with the powerbomb, and then went for the Area 451 for the win. Huge pop. <laughs> like yeah. the the crowd was going great, and that's really good for the division. Um, yeah, this match was fun. wasn't too long. It was fun. No, it was great. It was short, which matches can be short. I have no problem with that. I thought the match was probably better for being short because it was like mm-hmm. it was like it didn't feel short. Yeah, yeah, and it felt like they got a lot of stuff in. Yeah, which like, is good. They got their shit in, so that was that was nice to see, and it made for me at least. It made Statlander look really strong, beating Nyla. And, Nyla and, has looked strong lately. Yeah, and commentator put her, her winning over huge, like she could be the next contender. Which, like, I'll talk about this later, but where are the fucking heels? Yeah, because they're. Britt Baker is a baby face, even if the fucking company doesn't want her to be. She is. Yeah. She's a baby face. Especially now. when we get to the. Yeah, we're going to get to it. It's fucking weird. <laughs> and they've been trying to work around this for weeks. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. They got to turn somebody. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to turn. I mean, I don't know who that's going to be, but they seem. I don't know. They're forcing something. and It's not quite working, even if it's good. It's just mm-hmm. not, it's not there. 
Um, okay, so the next segment we have the Young Bucks playing basketball again. This is just comedy gold. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this was awesome. They've got their basketball net again. They're backstage with Brandon Cutler. Um, they talk about how they took out Hangman and in the tag division, again, there's nobody that's in their league. And they say that next week's match against Jungle Express will be as easy as this layup. And then Nick Jackson goes to lay the ball in the net and Luchasaurus, Luchasaurus comes out of nowhere with the rejection. And <laughs> Matt turns around to to run at Luchasaurus and Luchasaurus hits him with the basketball pick. And he goes yeah. down like a sack of bricks and then Jungle Boy grabs the ball and then dunks it. And then Luchasaurus stands over top of Matt, wags his finger in his face and growls and growls, not in my house, like Dikembe yeah, Mutombo. Like and I was like, yeah, yes. like that commercial. <laughs> like Dikembe, I love it. And then Nick, mm-hmm. Nick yells, that was a foul. And Brandon Cutler responds with, oh no, man, that was all ball. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, Brandon Cutler has been making me laugh a lot lately. I forgot to mention this during that first segment yeah. with the, all the elite. Whenever um, Christian insulted Don, Brandon Cutler started spraying him with the cold spray, but he's wearing a suit, so it like has it wouldn't have any effect on him. It just his him and the cold spray is freaking hilarious. It's very. He had another <laughs> incredible moment with the cold spray later as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in the tag match later on the show, but we won't get there first first we'll get to Britt baker who we were just talking about so this was uh this was red velvet a red velvet hype video and a Britt baker segment so it starts all of this is great but it's just strange decision making we start off with a really good baby face hype video like the plucky baby face for Red Velvet. She's the underdog. She's talking about her quest to gain respect within the company, how much respect she has for Brick Baker's skill, all that good, hearty baby face stuff. And then it cuts to Britt Baker. She comes down to the ring, getting the huge hometown baby face pop. Oh, yeah. Um, they're waving the terrible towels. She's wearing the Pittsburgh black and gold. Yeah, with the Steelers logo and Penguins logo on each side of her shoulders. Mm-hmm. So, like, can't pander anymore. <laughs> Absolutely. And JR is calling it arguably the biggest ovation ever in AEW, saying, The tramp has come home. Like, mm-hmm. she might as well have come out from the heavens. Yeah. And. But. It's good to see that they know how to treat the hometown people whenever For they sure. come to their hometown. I do like that. I do like that. Like, it was good. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, She says that she respects Red Velvet's guts because uh, Britt wasn't afraid to step up when AEW needed a champion. She says that she bleeds black and gold as much as anyone else in the city. Um. She said that this year's been hard on everybody, and then she holds up the belt and said, "I present to you hope." It's like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? Yeah, just the biggest baby face ever. It's like this is your even, deal. <laughs> yeah, they even when they just said Red Velvet during the this promo, the crowd started booing exactly. just her name exactly, and then Red Ve- or Red Velvet, <laughs> and then Red Velvet, like the pluckiest baby face in the women's division runs out and attacks her from behind and they get mm-hmm. into a pull-apart brawl 
and it's announced that for Rampage on Friday, they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be headlining. So I was like, okay, this is cool. You're booing the heel. You're booing the face and cheering the heel. Yeah, maybe just while they're in Pittsburgh, they're just like, all right, roll reverse, Red Velvet. You're gonna be the heel. See if you could do that. And yeah, the thing is, like, I love this. <laughs> it was a fantastic mm-hmm. segment, but the heel face dynamic is all out of whack. And you look mm-hmm. at the division. It's like they're all faces. And she's also she's going to get cheered in every other building. Also, she already has been. Yeah. So, guys, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's it's odd right now. It's just face versus face, but all the other face, like you're turning all the other faces heel, sort of like you're mm-hmm. kind of stalling their momentum. So now you're gonna throw Chris Statlander at her too your next biggest baby face to get the heel heat as well. Like, I don't know. It's odd. I think the only person that could maybe still get a react, a positive reaction would be Thunder Rosa. I mean, I think Statlander would get a positive reaction, but it's like, it's better when it's face versus heel. We know that. (laughs) Um, Moxley was able to sort of, He's been the only guy who's able been able to tread that line and go far enough heel. Like when he faced Kenny, that was face versus face, but like mm-hmm. Mox could play heel and he could play it fine. And then he could face Pac and flip it back the other way. Mm-hmm. And he was able to do it. And I think, I think that's what they want with Britt Baker, but she's like way too far in the face direction. Mm-hmm. She's just a face who's a little rude, yeah. <laughs> but like, in yeah, because they do like in a funny way. All the nice stuff with yeah, all the nice stuff with her and Tony Schiavone, like they hug and stuff, and it's like well, you don't want to boo her. She'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> okay, so next we have oh, this was honestly this is kind of throwaway. I don't know, don't really know why they put this in here, but this is Cage versus Starks, and it's just uh, Ricky telling. Uh, cage that uh he'll be there in the middle of the ring next week for them to have a face-to-face no tricks no team taz it's like yeah right bud like mm-hmm. there's no way there's no yeah, cage even said that he's like if you're talking you're lying so <laughs> i was like all right fine you can, i don't know just put it on the show <laughs> yeah <laughs> it'll be i'm sure it'll probably be cage like chasing team taz off or something next week mm-hmm. i don't even know mm-hmm. Okay, so then we had Dark Order versus the Good Brothers. And Scott Demore was on commentary for this one, which is interesting. Um, of course, that raises the question as to if Impact will have more of a presence with uh, I, with AEW going forward. I hope so, because so far the Forbidden Door's really just been Kinney going there and then the Good Brothers showing up. But I hope they start doing yeah, more like stuff. Yeah, like Frankie Kazarian's been there lately. Mm-hmm. And I remember Private Party was there like when it first started, mm-hmm, but like, but like, yeah, we haven't seen too many Impact guys show up. None, which would be cool. <laughs> yeah, start getting the Impact women up here too and stuff. That'd be cool. I know Jordan Grace has been upset with that. Mm-hmm. Um, she wanted, uh, she thought that it would affect everybody, but it hasn't. And she, I, yeah, I guess she, and maybe she wanted to come over and wrestle a few people. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what. Uh, this is all for maybe they're like, all right, we'll just bring Scott up here and see what we can work out. 
Yeah, he didn't he didn't say too much, but he commentated on the match and it was pretty good. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is the second reference of him in this telecast because mm-hmm. yeah. Christian Cage said that he spoke to him to get his uh second title shot, so that's something. Um this match itself was primarily the Stu Grayson show. Um yeah. he looked like an absolute star in this. He got all his freakish athletic moves in. Um, Cutler, once again, was a comedic genius in this. Um, he was a highlight. Uh, he got involved with Colt Cabana and Frankie Kazarian in this match. Colt Cabana yeah. punched him right in his... Uh, right in the mask. Right in the mask. <laughs> and then uh, Frankie Kazarian appeared behind him, gave him the big and, lariat, and then dragged him off. And yeah. Cutler's arms and legs are flailing everywhere, and he's spraying the cold spray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, funny. Yeah, Colt Cabana tweeted out, too, like, I legit hurt my hand punching that mask. Yeah, it would. <laughs> it would hurt. Um, commentary did point out in this... Ma- this is where Commentary did point out in this match that there is some dissension within the ranks of the Dark Order. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that was because they didn't help Hangman last week. So that's why only Colt Cabana was out there with uh, yeah. Uno and Grayson. And this is where, if they ever wanted to bring in Bray Wyatt to yeah, come in cool. and maybe sow a little dissension in the ranks, mm-hmm. that could work. If he comes in as like the, like a false prophet kind of thing mm-hmm. for them, like uh, maybe yes, and then uh, or or you could just have uh, Hangman come in and be the person to mend the hostilities between the two sides, and then this way he's helping them the way that they helped him, and then maybe he becomes their leader. So it's or not. I like that, yeah. And also on Twitter, uh, Evil Uno tweeted out, "Hey Colt, thanks for always having our back." So they're taking the, this to Twitter too. Yeah, so th- this is going to be a story going forward. So that's kind of cool. I like that. Um, they're doing some shit here. Um, mm-hmm. Sadly, the results of this the result of this match was never really in question. I mean, I thought there was a chance. I thought maybe more so than most uh, title matches on TV. But as soon as uh, the dark, the dark order hit their finishing move, and then commentary goes, "Oh, we're getting new champions." It's like, "Oh, guys, you jinxed them." <laughs> it's like they always, I, I never want to hear commentators do that. Mm-hmm. It, they've never been right. Please stop doing that. It's a huge pet peeve of mine. So that, of course, mm-hmm. magic killer, like distraction, magic killer, finish. So mm-hmm. it's like, I was like, that happens so often across all companies, and it sucks. Yeah. I don't want it. Stop doing mm-hmm. it. It's lazy. They they do it all the time in AW, and I can't stand it. Big pet peeve. Um, I'm going to be harsh on this next segment because I don't know. This is a Camille Brickhouse. It's a highlight package for her for her match with um, Layla Hirsch, and. Camille has as much charisma as an actual brick house. Like, <laughs> like she is, she's as deadpan and lifeless as it gets with her talking. I just, I don't know. I can't. And I've heard that before. It's like, oh, she can't be that bad. Yes, she's that bad. Like, no emotion. 
Um, yeah, they should just let her wrestle because she's looks crazy. Yeah, so she's huge, up. and I'm sure mm-hmm. she's pretty cool in the ring. Um, I've never seen it though because I don't watch. Uh, yeah, NWA. Um, she says that Layla Hirsch won't be able to get her off her feet, and that at Empower, the whole world will be there to watch her beat Layla. I was like, okay, great job, Camille. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's like, all right. Um, yeah, NWA does nothing for me, but I'm sure it'll be a good match. Well, I just saw they had uh, the Funkasaurus just win their uh, TV title or something. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. A sex offender. Tyrus or whatever. Yeah. Like, literally. In, That's not going to give me Literally an illegal battle because of like an ongoing court case because of mm-hmm. his sexual assault. Yeah. That's not going to get me to watch a show. So it's just kind of weird. Yeah. But no, thanks. I'm sure the match will be good. Cause I like Leela Hirsch a lot. I have no idea even how to watch the show. I don't know if it's on pay-per-view or what. So yeah, I probably weird. won't even watch like the they match. They used to have their, some, well, some of their stuff, they had pay-per-views, which you had to pay for. I think just fight. Then you watch it through fight. Mm-hmm. Um, their weekly show is, is on something else now. It used to be on YouTube. It's not anymore. Um, hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. It's a, it's still a cool opportunity for Layla Hirsch cause she's going mm-hmm. to be on an all woman pay-per-view. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so I hope it goes well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then QT Marshall's apology. <laughs> so finally we're getting this after three weeks. Um, so QT, he's out there with, uh, with the factory. That's what they're called, right? Okay. So, uh, it's Camarado and Solo and he's out there with Tony. They're in the middle of the ring and he tells Tony that he's not there to apologize to him. He's there for QT to apologize or for Tony to apologize to QT. And when Tony refuses, he says, you know what? I, I expected that. So, I know that your son wants to be a wrestler and he's here in the crowd. So they pull him out, they hold him up. He punches his son in the gut and Tony's losing his mind. He's like, no, no. He's like, fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everything. I don't even remember what QT, what Tony's sorry for at this point. He said, he said, okay, I'm sorry. You son of a bitch. Okay. Fair (laughs) enough. And then he's like, ah, you know what? I don't care. And he gives a, gives his son a diamond cutter. Diamond cutter. And as you predicted, three weeks ago, I predicted this. Um, Paul White's new music hits with a wow. Yeah, it's a uh, <laughs> shout out to Tiger Driver on uh, Twitter. They found out that it's the singer that sang his WWE theme song. Really? Too. So mm-hmm. I, I wish it was the same. Well, it's not. Yeah, they had to change it some so they don't get sued. Yeah. But... <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. But it's a well. It's not the big show. It's Paul White. <laughs> well, no more BS. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So he uh, he slowly walks. He's up. looking great, though. He looks like he's lost a bunch of oh, weight. He has lost a bunch of weight. Um, mm-hmm. He gets in the ring. QT throws Aaron Solo towards Tall Paul, as I heard him called this week. So I'm going to continue to call him Tall That's Paul. Cool. <laughs> um, and Tall Paul just picks him up with one hand, choke slam. And uh, it was like a release choke slam too. Like he didn't even bring him down; he just picked him up. It like, it's like, like a jackknife like choke. Jacks, jackknife yeah. choke slam. Jackknife choke slam. Yeah, that was awesome. That's like the fucking Kevin Nash of choke slams right there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, so I don't I don't really want this match. I'll take this match because he's going to face QT at some point. Um, however, every pay-per-view needs a come-down match. And especially if you're going to be doing a pay-per-view with someone like, let's say, CM Punk on it. Because <laughs> um, it's like, it's like, oh, who's the poor bastard who has to come out after CM Punk? Fucking Paul White and QT. Great. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you need little things like this. Like, mm-hmm. little, okay, like, almost like a commercial break. Yeah, for a pay-per-view, yeah. That, I mean, that's very true. Like, yeah. Get, and Paul White's a big enough star, too, where it won't seem like a come-down match, because the crowd would be excited mm-hmm. to see him. And then he just, just have, has, like, a fucking four-minute match with QT, yeah, and it's fine. Beats the shit out of QT and yeah, just choke slam, go Step home. on his head, like, mm-hmm. Bob's your uncle. Okay, and then we got a little a little clip from Dark after this, or from Elevation. I like that they've been doing showing clips of Elevation at Dark on the show. Yeah, this is something I've always thought they should do more of, so people, more people will watch it. This was good because sometimes there's some good stuff on Dark, and it just kind of mm-hmm. gets buried. And this and this was a very good one. This was uh, if people don't know, Janella has been leaving Sunny Kiss high and dry on dark for a few weeks now. And this was while Janelle has been uh, recovering from an injury. So he actually couldn't do anything, Mm -hmm. but he would like not be second, not be seconding Sonny to the ring. Um, He looked and then tweet out, Oh, we're fine. He literally looked the other way one time when Sonny kiss was getting beat down by, I don't remember who, but he's like, I, because he just didn't want to get in there. He's like, I don't want to, he just looked the other way. So this time uh, he came out with Sonny Kiss for their match. Sonny, he told Sonny Kiss to do the little spinneroo. Sonny Kiss did the spinneroo. He kicked him in the face with a super kick, and then mm-hmm. dragged him out to the like the side stage in front of the fans and did a pile driver on the stage. Yeah, so like Nuts. like really brutal stuff. And I was like, yeah, and then a cool visual of him standing there basking and all the fans flipping him off. And this is awesome. This is a cool thing. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they're going to sneak this onto Rampage or maybe onto Wednesday next week, like a match between the two. I honestly think they good. should. I wish I, I'm, I'm I'm liking this. I wish they would have done more with Janelle and Sonny in the tag division. Because you remember they first joined and they had those cool vignettes where they're like driving around. Yeah, man. I bought like, a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I liked their and like, it was kind of like, yeah, it was like, they had sexual tension, but it wasn't sexual tension, you know. Like Sonny would like be all over. I don't know. I thought I just thought their dynamic. Yeah, was really they're just cool. they're just buds. Yeah, <laughs> good buds. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was. Janela's one of those guys that I'm worried won't be signed back once the contract is done, mm-hmm. and. Sonny's sort of one of those people. I feel like they want to keep him around, maybe. Sonny's in school, too, right? That could be something as well. Sonny is in school. And then, like, Scorpio Sky as well. Like, there's some people, like, some of the, er- like, Kip Sabian, some of the early, early signings, mm-hmm. like, in within the first few months of the company. I'm a little worried about those guys. Mm-hmm. And, and not in that, like, not in that, like, oh, I want, like, they're honestly people I would be okay seeing go. 
And I hate to say that, mm-hmm. like, I don't want them to lose their job, but like I, if I were them, I'd be kind of worried about their contracts are coming up. They might not mm-hmm. get signed. As, as you see all these people getting signed, it's like, yeah, it, at some point they know not everybody's going to get time and mm-hmm. they're obviously not getting uh airtime for a reason over other people already before these signings. So I hope Sonny Kiss stays her along, but Joey Janela, I think, I think he's even still more at home on the Indies. So I could even see him being yeah. like, you know what? I'm good. Peace. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Um, Scorpio Sky, I could see going to uh, WWE or even Impact. Like they're mm-hmm. those are people that they just don't get a lot of use. Yeah, already before the uh, before all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Rampage shakes out. But even this Rampage, three matches done. So it's like there's not that much more time. Yeah. Well, I think the first few Rampages will be. Super packed, super stacked, like gonna, yeah, yeah, super stacked, and then it, then it'll level out and it'll be more what they want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if uh, do you think it'll be Darby and CM Punk at the pay per view? Yeah, I definitely think because the next week's rampage is the they won't wrestle first dance, right? They won't wrestle. They'll have a segment. They, yeah, I bet Darby comes out and does his best in the world stuff, and then we hear. Doody, 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 his uh, uh, bet. What is the name of the band? I can't even think of it. Cult of Personality. Oh, that's the song. Um, Living Color. Living Color, yeah. I almost said Bad Brains, but that's a different band entirely. Very different band. (laughs) Very different band. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And and then they set up a match for All Out because you want Punk's first match, you don't want to give. Excuse me. You don't want to give that away for free. No, you won't. You won't give that away for free, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, His first match back in almost ten years. Yeah, you. You want people to pay to see that. <laughs> okay, so now we're at the main event, and this was Jericho versus Wardlow, and this is an interesting match. I like this match a lot, just because I love Wardlow, and this is pretty like, much a Wardlow just dominating. I loved this match. Like, yeah, it was. It was cool, but I could see people not liking it. I would completely understand why people would not like it. Um, Jericho goes out there. He does a code breaker early on, gets a one count, and he looks Uh absolutely shocked because that was his finisher in WWE for a long time. And I think Excalibur said, like, he's won countless world championships with that move. And he's right. Um, Mm -hmm. Then Wardlow basically powerbombs Jericho repeatedly into a paste. Yeah. For the rest of the match, so yeah. like I would. Un- this is where I understand that people would didn't wouldn't like this. I thought it was great. Um, Jericho at one point mounts a very brief comeback with some chops before Wardlow catches him and hits him with an F10. I think he went for like a he went for some sort of dive and then uh-huh. uh, hit him with an F10, and then Wardlow goes for a. He hits him with the, or he goes to hit him with the casualty of war. Jericho reverses it into a walls of Jericho. Um, but he's too close to the ropes. MJF is able to, to gouge the eyes of, of uh, Jericho. I have Wardlow here. <laughs> gouge the eyes of Jericho, gets him out of it. And then 
MJF then sneaks and he tries to get the diamond ring to uh to Wardlow, but he gets caught by Aubrey. This she ejects MJF. This distracts Aubrey and Wardlow, and also allows Jericho to get the to get Floyd the Bat. Hits him with Floyd the Bat. Hits him with a Judas effect. It's over. And I was like, okay, that that's a way out of this match without I, making anyone look bad. Yeah, I liked it because. MJF still cost Wardlow the match. Yeah. So that's going to continue that storyline down the road. He can still be mad. Mm-hmm. He can still be mad. And I'm, I'm good with that. I'm happy with that. Um, so I was like, how, how did they do this without Wardlow looking bad? A baseball bat between the eyes and then the finisher. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That this makes sense. Uh, I, you know what they should have done? gimmicked Floyd a little bit and so when Jericho hit him with it Floyd exploded or something <laughs> <laughs> hits him with the Yonita bat <laughs> um, yeah so after the match Jericho says that yes next week it is me versus you in the fifth in the fifth trial of Jericho so it's not at all out which is a surprise that's pretty crazy. I thought it would be it all out. Everybody did. Um, and he lays out the stipulation, and that is that Jericho can't come out to his, pre- to his precious ring music, which is kind of funny. I heard some people were predicting that earlier in it because mm-hmm. it's more of a jokey thing as opposed to like something that's actually going to affect the match. It can yeah. get in Jericho's head a little bit. Um you know the fans are going to sing. Oh, for sure. But if you if you ever watch the crowd, like no one knows the words until it gets to the "What have I become?" And <laughs> like no that, that's the thing that's funny here. Yeah. <laughs> and then he he also can't use the Judas effect for a finisher. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I have here like it's it's going to be kind of funny when the fans have to go a cappella and they only know the chorus. Mm-hmm. So, I saw I. Listened to the Going in Raw podcast, and they said they should put um, on the Tron like karaoke style lyrics up for everyone so they <laughs> can sing it. <laughs> I heard uh, it was what culture said Jericho had, he's put things under the chairs before. Yeah, so you should have the lyrics underneath. Yeah, that'd be good too. Yeah, um, yeah. So how do you how do you see this? I Man, I have no idea. Out? I don't have the slightest idea. It does MJ? I don't know. I don't. It's kind of anticlimactic. He just. I. Here's what I'm. Thinking. I want him to okay, beat Jericho, Jericho and have him go away for a bit. He's gonna do that because it's time for Jericho to take a break. Yeah. Because his band's going on tour. What now with the Delta variant? Who knows? But um, he's also doing commentary on Rampage. Yeah, that's true too. So maybe Jericho does win this one, and then MJF just beats the unholy hell out of him after the match. And then it sets up an all out like a some match with the where they can use plunder and stuff and get each other bloody and all that. Yeah, I mean, I have no, I have no idea what they're doing here. I have no clue. Um, yeah, because a, a match of Jericho can't use the Judas effect and no music. That's not the type of match you end this feud with. <laughs> no, it's like okay, when the so first match they had together. So he's going to tap was, you out. Yeah, he's got. <laughs> He's got two other finishes. It was a code breaker and uh, the walls of Jericho. <laughs> Genius. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like when uh, 
But I do like that the this this is fucking this is MJF's good old rock. Nobody beats rock move. Mm-hmm. He did it to yeah. uh, he did it to moxley too and moxley just yeah, he couldn't distracted the ref and did it anyways <laughs> yeah i can see them doing that too next week where the ref something happens to the ref and jericho hits him with the judas effect real quick or maybe maybe that's what they do maybe um okay i'm gonna say this this is what's gonna happen jericho's gonna accidentally do a judas effect somehow like come around back and accidentally hit him with the elbow and then he still gets the win then the next week mjf Comes out and throws a hissy fit, whines. Look, he hit me with the Judas effect. The stipulation wasn't so that sets up their match at all out. That that could be it. That could be it. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let's look at uh, let's look at the next two shows that we have coming up because I see one detail in it that might play into this match. So let's let's talk about uh tomorrow's episode, which is weird to say. Um, yeah, for rampage. I'm gonna have to get used to. Them. So yeah. We should late. first say that we are going to do a rampage episode at least for the first mm-hmm. two weeks, and yeah. that will yeah, sure. will be uh, we'll be recording it on Sunday, and then I'll probably just post it immediately after we record. Um, mm-hmm. And that will be middayish on Sunday. So if we can re- record these in the middle of the days, whenever. On mm-hmm. weekends, sure, but weekends are busy for us, so sometimes we just won't do it, and that's yeah. just the way it is. It's only it's only an hour we'll live. Yeah, and like we were talking about, the first few weeks are going to be uh, stacked like this, but after a while, it'll level out to where we won't need to talk about it every week, mm-hmm. unless AEW just goes crazy and <laughs> keeps booking shows like this every week. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. This uh, so rampage we have for the main event. This is cool because Britt is the only woman to main event, um, both uh Dynamite and Rampage. That's cool. She is main eventing against Red Velvet. For well, technically she's the only woman and the first person to main event both shows. That is cool. Yeah, that that's very cool. Um, then we have Miro versus Fuego del Sol. This is not going to last long. <laughs> no, it's not going to last long, and he's not going to get signed. The funny thing is, he's clearly signed. Oh, he's definitely signed. Yeah, that, that's what's so funny about this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, then we have Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. That's going to be cool. Um, Christian needs this match because he's been mm-hmm. he's been good, but he's been very... He's a little boring. Yeah, this would be this would be a good match. And this thumbnail, Kenny looks like Shonuff from The Last Dragon. Like the white Shonuff. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. No. But <laughs> I have not. It's like a martial arts movie and Shonuff is like he thinks he's a samurai, but he's he's like a black dude that lives in New York. And Kenny looks exactly like him. After the show I'll show you a picture. But... <laughs> please do, please do. Oh wait, is that I think I might have seen that. Is that um the Bruce Leroy. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. okay, yes, I have. He says, "Am I the baddest?" And they say, "Show enough." Yes, okay. One of my favorites, but yeah, I have. this match would be good. And <sighs> yeah, like I still Cage needs this still... match. Christian needs this match. Mm-hmm. So, you still think it's going to be Hangman? I because they they've mentioned Hangman 
a lot still. And I still get the feeling that they're doing Christian and Jungle Boy at All Out. Do you think that the, this whole Christian stuff is a swerve? I could see... Like, this is the Christian you, This is the Christian match, and we're not yeah. going to get the second one. Yeah. I could see, like, Kenny and Don did something backstage to make it, well, this is actually your only match, sorry, pal, or something like that. Or, like, he... Kenny beats him, and then he's like, hey, you're not the number one contender anymore. You dropped in the rankings. Yeah. And then, I don't know, maybe Hangman gets a win or two in the next two weeks, and he pops back up there. I don't know. I was going to say, they got to do something quick, because All Out's coming up pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's weird, because he's not anywhere in the top five now, so <laughs> I don't know how you can I don't know how you can do that. I don't know. They've got something planned, though, because I... AEW, they'll do rematches, but not world title rematches so quick, you know? What if it's Brian Danielson? That'd be nuts. Like, just let's get this dream match out of the way, Brian Danielson versus Kenny at All Out. I don't they I could. don't think they do, because they don't do that. Yeah, they, they like to build, like, but... Christian came in with all that friggin' hype, where they mm-hmm. popped their biggest... Uh, pay-per-view buy ever and then mm-hmm. he went out and wrestled the the, the dweebs yeah. <laughs> for for a couple months mm-hmm. but yeah he yeah i don't know it's gonna be interesting to see how they do it because it is kind of weird that christian's getting two different what if he wins both is he he's just the double champ now he's he's taking kenny's gimmick as a belt collector <laughs> yeah he shows up in mexico to challenge andrade <laughs> Yeah, it'll be interesting, man. It'll be interesting. Okay, so now let's get to next week. We have, we talked about the first one already. Darby Allen and Sting versus 2.0. I, I'm so in love with I'm that. I'm so excited for this match. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be so funny. It's going to be a really fun. Oh my god, I forgot to talk about this. Apparently on BTE, they were like, no, no, no. That, that, that's not Sting. That's the, that's the fake Sting. And I can't remember the name of fake Sting, but they're, like NWO Sting? Yeah, now people are saying uh, they have to bring in NWO Sting at one point. Oh, yeah. They have to. And they'll think I it's real Sting. Still, yeah, I hope that guy's still around. That'd be awesome. He is. He is around, for sure. Okay. Um, He was at... I think he, he was in one of the Joey Janelli... Joey Janelli. Joey Janela. Um, <laughs> oh, like Spring Break? Yeah, one of the Spring Break... Uh, what does he call that... Stupid battle royale. Gimmick battle royale. Yeah. And that's not gimmick. That's what WWF calls it. The. It's like over the. Not over God, budget. Uh, that was a. That was. Uh, AW before it was AW. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember, but they bring in like everybody. Yeah. And he, he was in one at one point. Okay. Like he came out as NWO Sting. That's awesome. <laughs> And he's in shape, so he could he could show up. Um, <laughs> then we have uh, this is what I was talking about: Sean Spears versus Sammy Guevara. And it says, and Sammy Guevara has a major announcement. This <laughs> could tie in to the MJF versus uh, Jericho stuff, or it could be something completely different. Yeah. Like they wouldn't say major announcement if it wasn't major. Yeah, it's got to be something kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm intrigued by that. Um, 
mm-hmm. and it being two guys from the pinnacle and the inner circle it's probably involved somehow yeah so i'm intrigued there maybe at all out there's going to be another big match between both teams <laughs> blood and guts too yeah blood they just run that back already that'd be nice. i honestly want blood and guts too Oh, it'll happen. Yes. I don't know if they'll do it again this year, but... <laughs> I'll take it every week. <laughs> yeah. um, then we have Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express for the titles. That match is going to mm-hmm. be fucking awesome. Yeah. That's going to be so good. Um, I, hmm, I don't know what opens the show. It could be either of those two tag matches. E- I'd say, actually, yeah. it, it closes. When I look at those three matches, we and excuse me, and uh, that was a big of a hit, a bit of a hiccup. Um, yeah, well, and also there's MJF versus Jericho next week too. So oh yeah, that'll probably close I don't know the why show. I don't have that. Anyways, um, yeah, so that one will definitely close the show. MJF versus Jericho. Yeah, so those guys are opening the show then for sure, without a doubt. And then. Uh, this weekend, there's a lot of good shows coming on. Oh, do tell. There's, well, we, we talked about there's Triple Mania. Yes. With Kenny versus Andrade. And then there's um, New Japan's USA show on Saturday with the Murderhawk Monster versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for the U.S. title. Oh, yes. And uh, Jay White versus... Uh, David Finley for the Never title. Leo Rush doing good. one of his uh, appearances yeah, before he maybe retires. Yeah. We'll see. Leo Rush and Ishii versus Moose. And then Moxley in a mystery partner versus the Good Brothers. And it won't be show to Umino. Yeah, no, I saw that and I was sad. That's who I was hoping it'd be. He can't get back. He can't get out of the UK. Yeah, so that. Interesting. Oh, I'm interesting to see uh, who he brings in. It could be. Um, we always call him Solomon Crow because I can never think of his name now. But because they're oh, doing South, a GCW, Sammy Callahan. Yeah, they're doing a GCW show because I guess they were a tag team like ten years ago or something. Okay, on the Indies, and they're doing a show at G- in GCW, I think, together. So people think it could be him. Could be Kingston. Kingston in New Japan would be great because he loves Japanese wrestling. So that would be fun. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's interesting that they have it as a mystery partner. So they're they're clearly trying to drum up some some hype there with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we got uh, we got Rampage, and then I believe that New Japan and Triple Mania are both Saturday. So that's that's nutty. <laughs> so it's a lot of stuff to watch this weekend. All right, I'll cue it up. Okay, I guess uh, I guess that's it. Um, we will be uh, we'll be back very soon, um, for a much shorter episode. Yeah, for just three matches. We'll see if they throw in some promos in there, but I don't think they will. It sounds like it's a promoless show. Just yeah, but... just based off of their um, their commercials that they have for it. They say uh, they say like less filler or like just wrestling and all that stuff, like mm-hmm. no distractions. So I was like, okay, I think it's just going to be match, 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 
which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and they're going to be big. They're going to be big matches, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I. What was I going to say? Uh, I don't know. I've lost my train of thought. We'll leave it there. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> See you guys in a couple days. <laughs> See ya.